Find out the means used by great Lutheran music composers to convey meaning in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March, Lutheran Music and Meaning. This new resource is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or learn more about Lutheran Music and Meaning at issuesetc.org. Lutheran Music and Meaning by Dr. Daniel Zager. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month, 1-800-325-3040, or issuesetc.org. We do love to hear from our listeners. Sometimes it is praise, sometimes it's a question, sometimes it's a show suggestion, and sometimes, well, uh, this week it's some criticism and some head-scratching from our listeners. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We're going to go through listener email on the Issues Etc. comment line. Then we'll be talking with Patrick Brown of the Ethics and Public Policy Center about a pro-family social and economic agenda. He says the economic agenda is as important as the sentiment. And then Ginger Duggar-Volo will join us. We'll discuss her journey out of Bill Gothard fundamentalism. She's the sixth child of the Duggar family and the TLC's 19 Kids and Counting, and she's author of the new book, Becoming Free Indeed, My Story of Disentangling Faith from Fear. Our listener email is talkback at issuesetc.org and the Issues Etc. comment line 618-223-8382. Let's begin with some feedback from Tuesday's interview with Dr. Joel Bierman on the Fifth Commandment and lawful lethal force. Hi, this is Ben from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. I recently listened to Dr. Joel Bierman's podcast on the Fifth Commandment and the use of lethal force. I've also followed the recent online controversy regarding his article and the other articles in the large catechism volume. I just want to say I, I follow Dr. Bierman's reasoning and logic from Luther and what Luther has said on it, but I'm afraid I was hoping he would respond to some of the more problematic concerns that people raise online, and at least two of them would be as follows. If a Christian woman who's by herself and single is being attacked, is being attempted to be raped, does she have no authority to defend herself and even kill her attacker? And likewise, if if a man, a Christian man who has a family, wife and kids, and is by himself and is being attacked and certainly trying to be killed, uh, does he have no authority to kill his attacker? I hope Dr. Bierman could clarify and, and make that clear, because those two really were the ones that he was coming under fire for, in my estimation, online. So if he could in some way respond to those concerns, that's really what he was being attacked for. So I would appreciate it, and thank you very much. Bye. All right, Ben, thank you very much. Those are very good questions, questions I should have asked Dr. Bierman. It was simply an oversight on my part. There's really no excuse for it. It, the questions actually occurred to me about 10 minutes after the interview was over. I was actually trying to pick up a, a photo for that particular segment. And it, the stock photos labeled self-defense all had women being stalked by menacing figures. And I thought to myself, I should have asked that question. So it was a complete oversight on my part, Ben. So thank you for asking those questions. We have reached out to Dr. Bierman with the various, this is just one 
comment. The there's been a lot of email with the pretty much the same. Is that my right, Jeff? Pretty much the same concerns, the same kind of questions. So we've reached out to Dr. Bierman with those emails and those concerns, and in some form or another, we will have him respond to those questions. So and that, because I can't speak for him, I should have asked the question. I didn't ask the question, so we're going to ask him the question and have him respond to that. And if he had a better producer, he would have told you to ask the question. You know, you brought up a good point on our conversation, but we we get him back on. What does Jesus mean by turning the other cheek? Because that question needs to be answered. Right. When, are we just going to say he's speaking figuratively or? You got to do something with turning the other cheek. So on the issue of self-defense, you have to find a way to apply turn the other cheek. There have been in Christian history applications of that that are complete passivism, com- complete and utter passivism, even in the face of a, a, a criminal attack. But it has to mean something. You can't simply say, I'm not going to talk about turning the other cheek. So I think whatever you want to say about self-defense, you have to have some way of incorporating Christ's words, turn the other cheek, or Paul's admonition, why not be harmed, those kinds of things. Otherwise, you're just ignoring Jesus' words there. And I will be very interested to hear how Dr. Bierman applies that. Let's go to Jason. He said, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Real Lutheran or not, one Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod pastor tells me definitely, and another tells me no way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the email. Jason. Who did we talk to about Bonhoeffer and the Nazis recently? Not recently. Well, we talked about Gene Edward Veith. But, yeah, with, but, with, but, with Dr. Gene Edward Yeah, Veith. but we didn't get into all of the theological underpinnings or beliefs oh, of no. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Although he did say... You know, he's a Lutheran theologian, and then he qualified that by saying, not Lutheran enough by our standards, of course, but he still was a Lutheran theologian. So if they, if you, I'm not an expert in Bonhoeffer's theology. I do know that there are some problems. I believe he kind of held, scripture. A, held a low view of scripture. And uh, unlike his contemporary Hermann Zasse, and, and was criticized for it as well. He was not kind of the classical liberal buying into all of the German stuff, but I think he imbibed in that. And, you know, if we're going to criticize Bonhoeffer for that kind of low view of Scripture, we've got to be willing to criticize every Lutheran theologian who holds a low view of Scripture or claims the name Lutheran and say, if Bonhoeffer wasn't a Lutheran on account of that, guess what? Guys walking around today that have a low view of Scripture and call themselves Lutherans aren't either the which best. i'm willing to do i'm perfectly willing to do that i think we use the term lutheran for bonhoeffer more in connection with as opposed to other protestants in germany i'm not an expert in his theology i don't know what view what his views on the sacraments were i don't know any of those things i think it's pretty clear from his writings which i have read extensively that he has a clear understanding of grace he has a clear understanding a very insightful understanding of the church, his approach to these things were not always very, they were very pastoral and not always systematic. So I don't know of any, any treatment of Bonhoeffer systematic, his, you know, how, how does he go, how does he match up point for point and a systematized Lutheran theology definitely has a Lutheran approach to things, 
but because his writings are written in a non-systematic way, it's hard to evaluate all those things. He doesn't go topic by topic. So you don't recall a Sunday night nationally syndicated two-hour interview with Dr. Ken Sherb, a biography on Dietrich Bonhoeffer, by far the good, the bad, and the ugly of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You're, you're sending me, you're asking me to remember something that is, we're probably talking, what, at least 15 years ago, if not more? No, yeah, more than 15 years ago. So I, I recall that I did an interview with Dr. Ken Sherb. And you posted it on our website in the last five, ten years. Okay. So so that's the best. Re- we should probably just do a new interview with Ken. It was by far the best, most exhaustive interview on, like I said, the good, bad, and ugly of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You can find our website. Just go to the Google search engine in the right corner. Type in Bonhoeffer, Sherb, S-C-H-U-R-B. And it's a two-hour issues, et cetera, classic, a biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, parts one and two. The problem with, uh, I mean, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about that biographical treatment of Bonhoeffer, but others, a lot of his biographers are not Lutheran. So they don't have their antenna up for those things. Like they, Eric Metaxas. Exactly. It, it, they just approach him as a Protestant. And he's a pretty typical Protestant for his time. So... Th- you're going to and and they're going to be biographies that focus far more on the intrigue of his life under Nazism than his theology. So yes, I highly recommend Dr. Ken Sherb on that biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Bruce in Australia, I am not Lutheran, but listen to Lutheran podcasts almost exclusively. Please explain to me why the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod insists on the King James Version of the Lord's Prayer. It sounds absurd in a service that uses modern day English. Incidentally, Will Whedon, these are all caps, best Bible expositor ever. That's ironic because Will Whedon is a big King James guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't guy. know if, you know, yeah, I don't know if, if he's aware of that. If you've noticed, if you listen to the word of the Lord endures forever, I believe he's using the King James and not the new King no, James. No, he's just ESV. He's using the ESV? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's using ESV. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but he'll, he'll let the listener know when it gets to Luke 2 and other times he, he likes the KJV. He's a better. big advocate of the King James Version. So Not a King James only guy. No, no, yes. no, no, not at all. The, uh, we actually talked about this in our recent series on the historic liturgy with Pastor Whedon and Sean Denzer. And I believe one of them just noted, well, you know, when we get to the Lord's Prayer, suddenly we lapse back into the King James. And I think it's a re- just a completely practical reason. And that is, for this generation of American Lutherans, we learned that prayer according, more or less according to the King James, at least in King James language. Okay, now let me stop prayer. you. Pastor Whedon responded to him. Oh, he did? He, yeah, just responded to him. He said, the form of the prayer we use in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, is actually not from the King James Version. It's from the Book of Common Prayer, hence trespasses, not debts. Okay, so we borrowed it from the Anglicans. But it's King James Ease, and we do it because that's how most Lutherans learned it. And so I remember toying, when I was Oh, probably college age, you'd go to chapel and there'd be some professor running chapel who would try to say, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer and it would be in the bulletin. It would be worded in modern English, completely modern English. And it was a, what, an exercise in verbal 
stumbling down the stairs because everyone's brains were wired to say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And when it was turned to our father who are in heaven, that sounds weird already, who is in heaven, we're now farther from the the sound, holy be thy name? No, you wouldn't say it that way. You'd say your name is holy or your name should be holy. You see, when you start trying to put it into modern English, even if you go to the ESV or the NIV, they're going to have the word order that is not, strictly speaking, modern English. They're going to lapse into a King James word order, if not the these and the thys. So it's simply a matter of not having everybody stumble down the stairs verbally every time we want to pray the Lord's Prayer. And we do it in our hymns, too. Lutherans are used to having these and thys in their hymns. No sense of conflict with the way we ordinarily speak. Find out the means used by great Lutheran music composers to convey meaning in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March, Lutheran Music and Meaning. This new resource is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or learn more about Lutheran Music and Meaning at issuesetc.org. Lutheran Music and Meaning by Dr. Daniel Zager. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month, 1-800-325-3040, or issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. listeners are needed to vote for President of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has the right to vote through a pastoral and a lay voter, two voters per congregation or parish. Voter registration must be completed by midnight central on March 19th of 2023. Request to be a voter at your congregation for president of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Learn more at issuesetc.org 2023 nominations. Luther had Wartburg. We have Collinsville. You're listening to Issues Etc. This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we mosey along in St. Luke's Gospel with The Lost Sons, Part 1, The Lost Sons, Part 2, and The Lost Sons, Part 3, The Dishonest Manager and God and Money. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Have you heard of the nuns? I'm not talking about Roman Catholic women who wear habits. Rather, I'm talking about those who mark none on religious preference surveys. It is the fastest growing religious group in the United States, and it's something we need to pay attention to. The March issue of The Lutheran Witness takes up this question regarding where they come from, what they believe, and how we can point them to Christ and Him crucified for the forgiveness of their sins. To learn more, pick up your copy of The Lutheran Witness. Visit witness.lcms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're going through listener email on the Issues Etc. comment line on this Thursday, March the 9th. Let's see what Jeff has to say. He's listening in Florida. Hi, Jeff. 
Hey, Pastor Wilkin, Lenten greetings from beautiful downtown Tampa. I would just like to commend the LPR app that you all have available for free. I've just kind of just discovered it for long. I've been kind of downloading episodes through Apple iTunes. And, you know, 22 hours a day, you have the streaming talk, which is just terrific because you can kind of drop in at any moment and just pick up just amazing teaching. And you don't have to listen to the whole episode. It's just like you can just drop in at any time. A question for you all is, is it more beneficial financially for LPR for us on-demand listeners to listen through the app or through our computers or through like a podcasting app, like through Apple, because I understand that Apple will charge you for downloads. So I'm just trying to figure out what's best for your bottom line for us listeners out here. Great question. Thank you very much for listening in Florida there, Jeff. iTunes, or now it's Apple, iTunes disappeared. Don't get me started on what Apple does when it starts breaking things apart that were perfectly useful, and then they say, hey, let's just break it apart. So we are not charged by any podcast provider for carrying our podcast. So if you download it, it's not costing us anything. If you go to the website and you download it there, are there costs associated with that? Yes, there's a lot of costs associated with that, but you downloading it does not cost us anything. So... There is a cost associated with storing all that audio, but that's the cost of doing business around here. So you could download as many as you want all day long, and it's not going to cost us anymore. The same is true of that that live that stream that we do. That's the best of issues, et cetera, twenty four seven, and then it's punctuated by this the, the live segment that we do here for two hours on the weekdays. Uh, you can listen as long as you want, whenever you want, and it's not costing us any extra. So. We keep a really close eye on downloads, but it's not because we want to know what it's costing us. We want to know who's listening, where they're listening, what they're listening to. You know, one of the things I love about the Lutheran Public Radio mobile app, you've got the 24-7 best of issues, et cetera, and issues, et cetera, are live from 3 to 5 in the afternoon weekdays. But you also have our 24-7 sacred music station. And you can drop in any time to that one, too. Well, and the great thing about that is music can be, you can be more of a passive listener. You can work, you can do some things. Talk's not as easy to do so. Right. You can mow the grass while you're listening to talk, but you like if I'm trying to say work on a vehicle, I I cannot listen to an audiobook and work I can't those two parts of my brain listening to an audiobook or a podcast and working on my vehicle occupy the same room in my brain, so I can't do them. But I can turn on music and it occupies an entirely different room in my brain then I can still work on the card or whatever else requires a little bit of brain power out of Wilk. The little tiny bit of brain power that's still left. Ask my wife. Enough brain power to change brakes on my truck? Yes. Which is now no longer working. But Well, <laughs> it was the last... Not ditch. the brakes. The brakes no. are still fine. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it's... <laughs> brakes are just great. I, I spent a week replacing a hub. And a bearing on my wife's van a week with it up on jack stands because I couldn't get one little bolt off. That could be a podcast in itself, that ordeal. It could be. It could be. It's a story that I literally, when my kids, my grandkids are old enough to understand the arduous nature, I will tell them that story. It'll be one of those stories that I tell them when they're old enough. You know, 
if you are a podcast listener and you listen on a phone, I highly recommend that you use a third party podcast provider like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or I use Spotify. There's Podcast Addict. There's Overcast. There's all kinds of them. But I highly recommend that you use a third party podcast provider if you're listening on your cell phone device. Right. It's it's just much makes the listening experience so much easier for they go get it for you. You don't have to seek it out. You can listen to what you want. You can do those things and you and it doesn't have to take a bunch of space. Great question from Jeff. When are y'all going to review the Jesus Revolution movie? I've seen some ads for this. Is this the one that has Kelsey Grammer in it? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I, I think, think I, it's based on Chuck Smith in the Jesus movement, the Calvary Chapel movement. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it's Well, about. we're going to find out tomorrow because we'll be reviewing that very movie with Pastor Ted Geese. He's actually seen the movie for us so that we can find out what story it does tell. I don't like religious movies, really, at all. They just kind of annoy me. But this one, because it had Kelsey Grammer, I thought I might... So that's Watch all. It. That's all it takes for you. Just have a a, a very famous or an actor or actress you like, an actor that I appreciate their acting ability. Then maybe, but probably not. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest actors of our age. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Craig's yeah. Craig says Wahlberg's a, a great B actor. By the way, my wife, I fell asleep. Watch Father Stew. Yeah, said it is one of the best movies she's seen in a long time. Yeah, he's he he actually he actually has talent. Um, and since since the bump music was Lionel Richie, I I have to point out to Craig that Lionel Richie is going to, is going on tour. I think he's is near, he coming to Waterloo, Illinois he, with with Earth <laughs> with Earth Wind and Fire, and he's got to be Earth Wind and Fire eighty. How Earth Wind and Fire didn't they predate? Yes. Are it's not all? the original guys. Oh, okay. oh no, okay. none of these groups. So they're, they're 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 like Elvis impersonators. I see. Did you see guys see on one? You might have. You might there's, have one. Yes, some Elvis, Elvis, Illinois Elvis. Yeah. like going on for three days. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. The uh, the we went down. <laughs> we went down to Kentucky some months back for a, a an event for some friends of ours, and we just decided we were going to catch as part of this event. We caught a show that had the remaining one or two characters or members of some really big 60s and 70s bands, like the Turtles and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, one guy in his 80s, and then they have filled in the other, and they're still performing their songs, but they're performing it with just one guy who's left over, and everybody else is not an original member. It's it's a big, big business. So Lionel Richie with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I are you going to be there? No. I, I, I don't like concerts. What if Mark Wahlberg showed up? Maybe. Hey, let me just say, uh, I heard that about- I, I think about it. I heard that about that Father Stu, Mother Fightinger told me that that was, that was a, a really good uh, movie to watch. So I'm going to, it's on my, believe it or not, Todd, it's on my watch list. Okay. Randy, according to EWTN's introduction of Reverend Salvatore Cordillon, Archbishop of San Francisco, his last name ends with a long E, so it'd be Cordiglione. That's how I was pronouncing it originally, and then Jeff went, Jeff is a stickler for these things, he went and he found an EWTN interview with him, so for the spots and the plugs that we've been doing, I've been saying Cordiglione, because that was the 
That's how they pronounced it. I thought EWTN probably is going to get his name right. But I was originally putting the E on there. I like that because it's like Don Corleone from The Godfather. Yeah, I think he's kind of a godfather. In the, I think he, that's, that's actually who he is. He's kind of got the godfather vibe going. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Where will you be meeting him? Oh, it's a, <laughs> yeah, the issues, et cetera, are making the case conference. Jeff is like nudging me toward a conference plug, and I'm just backing away slowly. It's uh, because you don't remember the dates? No, I don't remember the dates. June 16th and 17th. <laughs> did, did you know we did a show about Dietrich? Yes, Hayford? yes. <laughs> is Bill Barr coming to the conference this year? I heard he might be in attendance, but he well, isn't a speaker. Maybe we'll interview him during the live broadcast. We were going to have him. We were going to have. We're going to give Will a break and have him lead the hymn sing, but he turned us down. Irish hymns. Yeah, he was going to bring the bagpipes too. That's right. June sixteenth and seventeenth in Chicago, Illinois, at actually Concordia University of Chicago, we're going to be having the premier conference for Christian laity, the issues, etc. Making the case conference. It is will include uh, Salvatore Cordelione. And I'll find out when I introduce him whether I'm mispronouncing his name. We'll check with the man himself. We'll have uh, journalist Mark and Molly Hemingway, Pastor Matt Harrison, President of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, Pastor Peter Bender, and who else, Jeff? Kyle Mann of the Babylon Kyle Mann Bee. of the Babylon Bee. You'll get a chance to meet them and to talk with them and to hear their presentations. You can go to our website, issuesetc.org. We have less than a week left in... The early bird registration fee, which is $140, includes three meals. If you want to, you can give Lynn a call, and she can help you register. That's 618-223-8385. It's June 16th and 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. The Issues, etc., making the case conference. And a couple of tweaks to the conference. There will be a singles event after the Vine service on Saturday, June 17th. And we've allotted 20 to 30-minute breaks this year. Really? Yes. That's unheard of for us. We usually have 10 to 15 minute breaks and nobody gets a chance to practically leave. It takes that long just to walk to the end of the building. So our vendors will be happy. They will be. They'll get a lot more traffic. But it'll give us more time. I don't know if you remember the the line for Bill Barr, Moeller signing books, Albert Moeller, Molly Hemingway two years ago. She'll be signing books. Kyle Mann will be signing books. They'll give more time for book signings and photos with the speakers. And somehow we just, we stretched time. We somehow took the same no, amount we just, of No, we took one speaker. Yeah, out. we took a speaker out. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that now, hard. Well, all that might go into the trash can if we add a speaker. But yeah, if like at this Governor point, Ron not, DeSantis shows up, he's still on the, on the waiting list. Yes, if, 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 he, if he decides that he would like to come, then we might have to go to quicker breaks. But if at this point... Longer breaks. Melody, I've been listening to podcasts of Joy Pullman recently. I noticed something that I think is absolutely wonderful. When you introduce her, the first thing you say is that she is the mother of four children. Then you state she is managing editor of The Federalist. You have it right. Her most important identity and vocation is as a mother, not her job. I wanted to let you know I noticed and wanted to thank you. And thank you for listening and for the email, Melody. You can thank Jeff for that because he's the one who writes up the show sheets that have the guests titles. And by the way, in just about a half hour or so, a little bit more than a half hour, so a married mother of two children in Los Angeles who just so happens to also have been the sixth child in the Duggar family 
on TLC's 19 Kids and Counting. We'll be talking about Ginger Duggar Vulo's coming out of Bill Gothard fundamentalism. On the other side of the break, before that, Patrick Brown of the Ethics and Public Policy Center will join us to talk about a pro-family social and economic agenda. That it just wasn't real But that's not the way it feels Operator, what could you help me When defending a biblical doctrine or practice, have you ever been accused of not caring for the lost? I've written a column in the latest issues, etc. journal titled Playing the Mission Card. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Jeremy Lamont recounts his slow and sometimes painful path out of Mormonism to the Lutheran Confession. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Teach, learn, connect at Louisville's Our Savior Lutheran Church and School. Our school is the only LCMS school in the greater Louisville metro area. It's a traditional Christian school with a rich history of academic excellence. From preschool through eighth grade, our teachers, staff, and church congregation connect with children across our city every day. Learn more online at Facebook or Twitter or call 502-426-0864. Many educational institutions are governed by the whims of culture and are increasingly hostile to the Word of God. In contrast, Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, provides classical Lutheran education rooted in God's Word for students preschool through grade 12. Simply put, we equip students to stand firm in the faith through solid education focused on wisdom and virtue. We offer in-person instruction as well as live online classes for remote learning. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. Educating a new generation of Lutherans, you're listening to Issues Etc. Did you know that Luther Academy has been providing continuing education for confessional Lutheran pastors and lay people worldwide for more than 20 years? Luther Academy promotes confessional Lutheran theology through conferences, scholarly exchanges, and publications like Logia, the Confessional Lutheran Dogmatic Series, and Luther Digest. Find out more about Luther Academy and sign up for their free email newsletter at lutheracademy.com. lutheracademy.com. 